Hello, everyone. Welcome to the One Flesh Podcast. My name is Haas Rauscher. The One Flesh Podcast is all about marriage, the essential union between man and woman. My goal is to help young men find a girlfriend, help them get married, and build a marriage worth having. I do that alongside the Sunday series of the Purpose Podcast, where we try to help young men find and fulfill their purpose. Uh, today, we have a One Flesh episode. I know I say this all the time, uh, but it is going to be quick. Got a lot going on today. Um, per usual, I haven't not had, I have not not had a lot going on in quite a while, which is the way it should be. Um, should be working hard. Should be getting after it. So, um, start with a little bit of a baby update. Um, there's not much to be updated about. Getting a lot of big stuff bought, which is very nice. Very thankful for all the people that have. Uh, put in money and and help buy the big things and the small things. Um, we are really so blessed by the people around us. Um, you know, blessed on our on our on our own accord and blessed by the people around us that uh, that have been willing to put their time and their money um, to make this uh, as easy as they can um, to help us with the baby. And it's been really awesome. Um, can't be more thankful. All everybody's excited for us. Uh, most everybody is excited for us and. Uh, it's going to be great. It's really, really going to be fantastic. I've, I've officially taken the opinion that uh, if I believe it's going to be great and if I do things uh, right, if I put the right amount of effort in and if I go in knowing that it's going to be hard and accepting that and uh, going in with a good attitude, I think it's going to be that way. Um, I've talked to a lot of people about it. A lot of people have said it's like the worst thing ever. A lot of people have said it's, it's going to be awesome. Uh, I fully believe that with the right attitude, it's it's going to be great. Um, hard things, uh, let me put it this way. There's a difference between hard and miserable. Um, I think that's, that's okay to say. Um, but there's a difference between going through hard things and uh, embracing it or being miserable about it. And I think that truly determines the outcome on the other end. Um, a lot of people are willfully miserable. Um, and I'm not going to be like that. So, and I refuse to let people talk me into it. So <laughs> that's what, that's what we're going to do. So, um, everything's going really well. I really don't have anything, uh, anything to share. We haven't had an appointment in a while. Uh, our next appointment is on the 20th. So everything's good. So anyway, uh, moving on to the meat of the podcast. Didn't know what I wanted to talk about per usual um, with the rhythm that I'm in to uh, hit off of a couple past episodes. Go listen to uh, Rhythm and Marriage. And then uh, I want to say the last one was like Realistic Rhythm or something like that um, on the Purpose Podcast. I've been talking a lot about rhythm lately. And with the rhythm that I'm in, the podcast hasn't gotten just a whole lot of a uh, whole lot of time. Uh, it's kind of time enough to record the episodes. I still do. Um I still try to strive for excellence in the podcast and the content that I'm putting out. Uh, make sure that you get it on Wednesdays and Sundays, no matter what. Uh, but as y'all know, I haven't been just preparing a whole lot and we haven't had many guests on. But uh, today was another one of those days where I hadn't prepared, uh, been kind of an interesting work week, uh, been trying to go to CrossFit every single day in the afternoons, which is fun. Um, felt like I've been hitting, getting hit by a truck every morning, but uh, that's the way it is. So I uh, didn't really prepare for this. Didn't know what I was going to talk about. And then turned to my handy dandy discipline equals freedom uh, Jocko field manual. And I said, well, let's turn to something that has helped me in my marriage. I'm a true believer, as many of you know, that these books that are meant to help with your personal discipline or 
your work, you know, your work, uh, team relationships or your business relationships. I believe that every one of them can apply to a marriage. I think that relationships are more um, on a spectrum, maybe. Uh, and relationships um, can have different kinds, but I think there's a varying scale of intensity. And so any book about relationships or discipline uh, that is intended to be uh, taken in a marriage, in, in a context outside of marriage, I think can be applied for marriage. And I think that uh, the people that that really... Uh, perform the best in all areas of life it's because they take those lessons learns those lessons learned in other areas and apply them uh, anywhere that they see fit so uh, discipline equals freedom and a lot of jocko stuff uh, applies there for me like I, I use it in every area of life in my marriage uh, in at work in the gym all of them so uh, I wanted to take some time to read a passage of this discipline equals freedom field field manual and tell you how I've applied it to my marriage. So we're going to start on page 92. This is Jocko discipline equals freedom field manual uh, part one thoughts page 92. This is going to be detach. If you've read any of Jocko, you know what this is going to be, but uh, this is detached by Jocko Willink. One of the most per- powerful things you can do as a human being is learn to detach, detach from your ego. Detach from your emotions. Detach from your perspective. Detach from yourself. How do you detach? First, recognize that you need to detach. Recognize that your ego is a trap. While it is a force that can drive you to success, if it gets out of control, it can drive you crazy. You must detach from your ego. Recognize that emotions lead to bad decisions and bad behavior. You must detach from your emotions. Recognize that you must detach from your perspective. Sure, your perspective is important. But once you have seen it, you have seen it. Continuing to look at something from the same perspective doesn't advance your knowledge or your viewpoint. You have to see things from perspectives of others, from perspectives other than your own. You must detach from your perspective. There are indicators that tell you that you need to detach. If you start to feel your emotions boiling over, that means you need to detach. Pay attention to your voice. Are you raising it? Pay attention to your body. Are you clenching your fists or grinding your teeth? Are you breathing heavily? These things mean that you are getting emotional, so you need to detach. Are you getting angry or jealous or frustrated? Those feelings are likely driven by your emotions, so you need to detach. Are you feeling stuck or trapped? Do you feel like no one understands you? If you have those feelings, you likely need to change your perspective, which means you need to detach. Once you recognize that you need to detach, take a step back. Physically change your perspective by stepping back. Put your hands at your sides. Lift your chin just a little bit. This opens your airway and forces you into a a slightly vulnerable physical posture, a posture that is the opposite of a fighting posture, with chin tucked down, head lowered, and hands up. Instead of being in a defensive and protective mindset, your mind will be open, open to different perspectives. Your ego will be exposed. Now look around. Physically turn your head and take in your surroundings. Take some nice, big, slow breaths. Inhale deeply and exhale fully listen yes instead of talking just listen these steps should start you down should start you down the path of being detached as you practice these methodologies you will get better at them eventually you should be able to detach mentally without needing to detach physically by taking a step back or lifting your head or even looking around you will be able to detach in your mind and that will be enough one last note if you are going to speak but you want to remain detached instead of making a statement 
try asking a question in a calm, controlled voice. A statement plants you into the ground and removes your, your maneuverability. Sorry, I can't read, guys. A statement plants you into the ground and removes your maneuverability. You become attached. A question keeps your mind open and allows you to remain detached. When you are detached from your emotions and ego, and when you see things from other perspectives, you are able to stay calm, see more, and make better decisions. To be better and do better. Detach. So, obviously said the word detach like 30,000 times, uh, but it's important. And I just closed the book. I didn't mean to close it. Let me go find my place again. Um, there it is. So, yeah, guys, uh, detachment is incredibly important. Uh, Brett and I talk about it a lot. Uh, he and I talk pretty often, um, typically around something leadership or discipline oriented. And detaching is 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 incredibly important, just like Jocko says it is, because it, it removes the emotions and the ego a lot of times. I, I do want to start with this. This is not easy. And Jocko says this all the time. It's not easy, but it's simple. I'm not saying that this is something that I do perfectly. Last night, as a matter of fact, especially in my marriage, uh, we had a little spat and I needed to detach and I didn't and it made it worse. Um, but detachment, when I have done it and when I have done it well, it's led to um, much better conflict resolution than like any anything else. Um, really, what you're doing for me, the way that I like to detach the most is by using some sort of statement of either they are just 100% wrong, like they're just incredibly wrong and I'm right, or or I'm not seeing something. Uh, this is especially true when it comes to like more than one person involved. Uh, it's true with one person, but uh, I've actually used this, this is stupid. I'll get to the marriage part, but uh, I use this a lot now for like foods that I haven't tried, like foods that I've just never thought were good. And that I haven't tried. It's like, well, all of these people enjoy it. And either they just like have the worst taste buds in the world. And like 70% of people like you know, like something completely stupid, or maybe I'm just like, maybe I just am scared and don't want to try it. You know, like I just don't, uh, can I really be the only one that doesn't like this? Can I be the only one that doesn't actually enjoy this? Or am I talking myself into not enjoying it? That's like a form of detachment. I know that's a kind of a stupid one, but uh, for me, that was with like uh, onions and still I can't eat very raw onions. They make my throat hurt. Sidebar, not relevant. But uh, for me, it was like either everybody in the world hates red onions and they're all stupid or I'm just not doing it right. There's something I'm missing. There's some way that I've got to do it to make like red onions appe like appealing. And now I put them in almost everything. Um. It's exactly like that when you get to when you get to a situation where there's multiple people involved, but let me get to the marriage because that's what we're here to talk about. Um, if you're going to dig in on a position uh, and you're 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 trying to make the statement that the other person is wholly wrong and you are wholly correct. And when there's only two people that I mean that's that may be the case. A lot of issues are black and white. either we spent too much money or we didn't. either we um either the dishes need to be done or they didn't. I mean, it's it, typically it is a black and white thing. And a lot of times somebody is right and somebody is wrong. Um, now in a good household, you both take ownership and you both find ways to, to take ownership of that, of that issue. And we've talked a lot about ownership in a marriage. And so is it black and white? Yeah. But, um, 
both of you are trying to look for the black part that says I'm, I was wrong, not the white part that says I was right. You know, like you're, you're both trying to look for, uh, the ownership piece of that. And that's a completely different topic, but detachment, um, detachment happens when you said either she is 100% completely off her rocker. Like she doesn't have any, any ground to stand on here. And she's just being so irrational or maybe there's something I'm missing. Um, that's what detachment looks like in a marriage. And it's something that I'm not very good at. I am not very good at. I will tell you this right now, uh, especially in my marriage, I'm decent at it outside. And I'm especially, I mean, this is kind of stupid, but I'm especially good at it when it's somebody else's problems. Uh, looking at it from a detached perspective of like, uh, you know, Hey man, maybe this is like from an outside point of view, this is what I see. And, you know, confronting them, like not even taking their emotions into, into account and just telling them what I think needs to be said. Good at it when it's other people's problems, as are most people. Like when it's other people's problems, you can detach all you want. But in my marriage, it's very, very tough. Um, this is why I like to say that DL and I don't fight and we rarely even argue is because once it gets to an argument or a fight, I feel like that's when you need to detach and you don't need to have, it doesn't need to escalate, but escalate, escalate beyond that. Um, if you're in a fight or if you think you're in an argument, you need to detach. It needs to be a discussion. Uh, detachment allows for discussions, not arguments, not fights. Um, if you're talking with your wife and you're just overly like irrationally angry about something, that's when you need to take a step back. That's when you're saying, Hey, for some reason, my emotions are offended here. Uh, something that she did offended me in some sort of emotional fashion. That's why I'm so angry about it. It's not like I have a, it's not like a two plus two equals five error. It's not like, a you know, she spent $20 when you said that she could only spend 10 or whatever the case might be. She spent 200 when you said 150 was the limit. Like it's, it's, it's not a math problem when you're irrationally angry, something else is involved nine times out of 10, something else is involved. And so that's when you need to take a step back and you need to go, okay, start asking yourself questions. Why am I angry here? Like, like, why am I upset here? Um, you know, Jocko says, if you are going to speak, ask questions, uh, even from a marriage perspective, that's when you probably, you don't always even have to ask questions. You just need to take a step back. Um, because then you can get into like, the, like, well, why did you do this? And why did you do that? Uh, you can start asking accusatory questions. Typically in your marriage, when, when it comes to uh, having emotional fights, you just need to step back and you need to ask yourself, is she just 100% wrong? Like, you know, a lot of times this is going to sound rough and I may not sound it. I may not say it this way, but it, to, 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 to be arrogant enough to think that you're 100% right on this issue you almost have to ask yourself of like, is she really that dumb? And I'm not saying that in a way of like, I would ever call my wife dumb like that. The point is that harsh of a sentence, that's how arrogant of a, of a, of a statement that you're making. I don't, I don't know how to relay that, but I mean, imagine a guy, there are people that are really like this, but they walk away from an argument and they go, is this person like, I can't believe that they're really that dumb. And everybody sees that guy as like an arrogant, like an ass. <laughs> I mean, we all know people that they walk away from an argument and like, I can't believe the guy's that dumb. And I, I mean, I've been that person and sometimes like in other situations, they are just that dumb. Like it, it happens. But for me, detachment is when I say something like, are you really trying to say that your wife is just that like dumb? Like, is that really the position that you're trying to take here? Like it's almost calling myself out for that level of arrogance. 
it's like I'll say, are, do you really think she's just that stupid? Like, is that really what you're saying? It's it's me calling myself out on my own arrogance. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, man, if I'm really going to dig in on this issue, I'm just kind of an ass because I know D. Ellen's not. I know she's not that dumb. She's not a dumb person at all. And so it's like, why are you digging in on it? You need to take a step back. Like, you've gotten to the point to where you think that your wife is just dumb enough to make a stupid mistake. You're becoming an asshole in this in this argument. You need to step back. I hope that makes sense of what I'm trying to say. It's not like me actually pondering, like, well, do I think she's that dumb? No. It's like when I ask that, I'm like confronting myself with that. It's like if you went to, if somebody else was having an argument with your kid and you went and you, and you're like, do you really think that my kid is that dumb? You know, like you're, you're confronting them for them, for their arrogance. That's kind of how I detach is I confront myself with that arrogance. Of like, do you really think you've known your wife for seven years? Do you think she's that dumb? No. Like, no, obviously not. And so then I take a step back and I go, oh, oh, okay. You know, she's not that dumb. There's something that she realizes, you know, I'm getting arrogant about this. I need to take a step back. Or the other thing is like, do you really think she would just intend to piss you off like that? Like, you know, do you really think that she's just that malicious? No, obviously not. Like, do you, what, what's something stupid that I get upset about? Um, she'll put something in the dishwasher that doesn't need to go in the dishwasher. It's like, do you, do you really think that she saw that and goes, oh yeah, you know, it's going to piss him off when I put this, you know, nice pan in the dishwasher. Like, no, of course she's not going to do that. And so like, I confront myself with that. Like, do you think she's, and typically it's something pretty harsh to confront myself with the arrogance. I don't, I don't even like saying it, but it's like, you know, do you think she's that big of an asshole? Like, is that what you're saying? And it is something harsh to me because it's like confronting myself with that arrogance. And then I have to think about myself thinking about my wife like that. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, no, you know, I, I get angry with myself. It's like, no, she's, she's obviously not like that's, that's, that's a, that's a, a jerk thing to think about your wife. And so you have to step back. Um, I, I hope this is making sense. I don't know if it is. Um, I wish I had somebody across from me to like read their facial expressions uh, to see if it was making sense. But that's what I say to myself. Um, or when I have an argument with, with, and I, I say argument because there's, there's only so many words in the English language, people. When I have a heated discussion with somebody else, because um, I don't like to have arguments, but when I have a heated discussion with somebody that's not my wife, it's like, okay, well, there's two options here. Either they're so dumb that they're just completely missing your point, or you're not explaining it well. There's something that you don't see, or you're just that dumb. Like, there are more options here than that person is just an idiot. And it's probably not that one because you've known this person for years. You wouldn't be friends with them if they were just a complete idiot. So humble yourself a little bit. Take a step back and start asking questions because there's something you're missing. Um, I, I hope that's making sense. Um, I, I, there's going to be one person that's like, I can't believe you called your wife dumb on a podcast. So anyway, um, I, I hope that's making sense. Is I, is I ask myself, like, do you really think your wife is that is that? dumb or that mean or that stupid like do you really think that and then i have to go oh man no like no 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 like it, it's almost like getting confronted in public of like you know it, imagine if you had like a conversation with your wife in public and somebody goes do you like her best friend the, the best friends are always the worst but um or like her sister or something her mom goes do you really think she's that dumb and then you realize the hole you've gotten yourself into and you're like whoa 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 like no no, <laughs> no, let's not go down that. Like, no, I don't think she's dumb. Like I do that to myself. I'm like, do you really think that she's just that ignorant? And it's like, no, of course not. Of course not. 
She's not. She does everything that she can to make me as happy as possible. And whether it's just a, a simple mistake or she was tired and she forgot, um, whatever it might be, or I'm in the wrong, I didn't tell her that our limit was only 150. I said, you know, maybe I thought I just, just thought I had told her and I never said anything. Or maybe I said, yeah, 150 to 200. And then I left the conversation thinking it wasn't going to be any more than 150. And she heard 150 to 200. So she went and she spent like 205. You know, that's, that's, that's what happens, you know? And when you ask yourself, do you really think she's that ignorant to, to, well, you said 150, if you really made it clear that it was just 150 on the dot, do you really think that she's that, you know, ignorant or stupid to go and just spend $205? Like, do you really think that? No, obviously. So there's something that you have missed. There's something that you didn't explain well. Uh, There's something that didn't come across to her. And so you have to take that step back and go, okay, what am I missing here? Because I know she's not like that. I know for a fact that she does everything she can um, to not have these kind of uh, these kind of issues. Like she doesn't want to be in an argument, hopefully. And a lot of people's marriages have degraded into the point to where they do want to. Maybe maybe she is that mean, and I don't know what to tell you at that point. Sorry, um, if you're you know fifty something and your wife is just a raging lunatic, I I, I don't I don't know what to tell you. I I, I really don't. Um, work it out, detach a little bit more. I mean, I mean, the, the method is still the same. There's still something that you've missed. There's something that you've done wrong to build that resentment. Uh, you still need to take ownership. It's it's not like the method is any different, but I, I do realize that there are some people whose like wives are just that mean. Like there are people that are just bad people. So don't think that I'm ignorant to that fact. Uh, but the, the method is still the same. Like Jocko's tactics still work no matter how bad of a person you're dealing with. I think it's like, you know, 90% success rate. Um, you take ownership of the issues. You do everything you can to to remedy the problem. Um, and you try to take ownership of it. What have I done that has caused her to be this mean or caused her to have this much disregard for my wishes? Uh, maybe you have that level of disregard for her wishes somewhere else. Maybe she thinks that you do. Maybe you're not making it um, fully clear that uh, that your wishes were this. Um, whatever it might be. Sorry, my phone's going off like crazy. Um, there's still something that you're doing. So even on the more extreme ends of this case, I, I, I tend not to deal in the extremes when it comes to the marriage stuff because everybody is so emotionally att- attached to that. They're like, well, my wife did this. And it's like, uh, okay, well, I like, I don't know. Y'all have been yelling and throwing shit for 20 years. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but anyway, Run the playbook. And especially if you're a young guy listening to this, um, detachment is key. Because again, I I promise for most of you, your wife is not that mean. Okay? She's just not. People are generally not that mean. Okay? They're not that stupid. They're not that dumb. All right? You're not Einstein. Okay? I've had to accept this. It was very sad uh, when I did my IQ test and I was very low, you know, below Einstein. I thought I was up there. Uh, turns out to not be the case. Um, there are dolphins that can do puzzles faster than I can. Certain ones, um, probably do math better than I can. You're not that smart. Okay. A lot of you are really smart. And if you're listening to this podcast, hopefully you're above average. Um, hopefully, uh, because that means that you at the very least care about where you're going. You care about what you're doing in your life. And that level of care is above average from my experience. If you care about yourself, maybe you're just listening because you're my friend. Cool. But 
hopefully you're at least somewhat above average. You care enough, but you're not Einstein. Okay. You're not the smartest dude on the planet. You're, you're not Jocko Willink. All right. You don't have that level of relationship skills yet. You can build it and you probably have many, many talents and skills. And in those areas, you should be a little bit less willing to detach. If not, well, actually, maybe even more willing to detach because you want to get better and you want to find new things. But anyway, um, humble yourself a little bit. That's what detachment really is, is saying, I have missed something here. This person, my wife in a marriage-specific context, she's not that dumb, okay? She's not, I promise you. And if you think that she is, stop it, all right? I've seen this in marriage, like, Go out with any middle-aged dude and have a beer, all right? Um, and tell me that I'm not right on this. Most guys, the 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 resentment that they have for their wives sometimes blows me away. And yes, I make jokes. Like, it happens. I make jokes, and I'm not any better than, than most of the guys around. But some guys truly believe that their wives are just that dumb. Like, they truly believe that, the, that their wives are just that ignorant or stupid or mean like they truly believe that um again many a joke has been made at my house but i know for a fact that if my wife and i disagree on something um that she's not just 100% wrong like there's a very good chance that i'm wrong on it very very good chance so like a lot of guys don't they just don't think about that and especially like wives with their husbands too like i don't know go out with any any middle-aged person and have a beer. And a lot of them are good. Like a lot of people are good. But you're going to get the one that eventually just thinks that their wife or their husband is just that dumb. And I promise that they're not. Especially if you're a young dude. And they're not that mean. Okay? Your wife doesn't just want to make your life hell. That's not the way it works. Alright? So when you get into arguments like this. And you get emotionally tied up. Step back and ask yourself. Do you really think that she's that mean? Do you really think that she's that dumb? No. No, she's not. I'm telling you, she's not. And you're not that smart either, okay? Um, you're just not that smart. You're not that good of a communicator. Even if you are the smartest guy on the planet. Um, you know, even if you are a, a strategic financial mastermind, okay? Um, you know finances. She doesn't know anything about finances. Um, at the very least, I can tell you that you probably have not communicated your plan in a way that she understands it. If she doesn't stick to the budget, you probably haven't communicated why it's important for you to stick to the budget. And as a matter of fact, the better that you are at that, the less you probably communicate to your wife who doesn't understand it, um, like, like the less likely you are to communicate well, okay? I guarantee you, I guarantee you that if I needed my wife in some weird wacky world to do something with project management, we are at so like so different levels it would be it wouldn't even be a second like it would be tough for me to step it down to a level and communicate that to her like so you know sometimes financially of like luckily my wife trusts me and so if i tell her hey we don't need to do this she doesn't do that just because she trusts me but i guarantee you that in Places where we're mismatched, like let's say getting a loan or something. Like I don't know that my wife has ever gotten a loan, ever, ever. And I could tell her, don't go to this bank, all right? Just don't go to this bank because I know the interest rates are too high, whatever it might be. Because I'm better at that, I probably don't even think about what it's like to not have any clue about this. Cooking is a good example. 
I find very often where I'm like, yeah, you just do this, 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 and this. And I haven't communicated a word of what she actually needs to hear. I'm much better at cooking than my wife. And so it's like, I just don't even think about it. Um, especially if I'm not in teacher mode, I'm a pretty good teacher, but if I'm just telling her like, oh yeah, you need to, oh, what was it? What was it? Okay. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. Um, I told her one time, uh, that with meat, when you put it in a pan and you go to sear meat, you had to do it on very, very high heat. And that's true. So like, if you're, if you're going to sear meat and get a good crust on it, you crank that thing all the way up. Like if you're on a cast iron, um, when I sear my steaks, we're all the way up. Now it depends on if you're doing like a reverse sear, if you're going to put them in the oven or something like that. But I told her that once, uh, and little did I know she was doing that with bacon, which is like the, not the right thing to do with bacon. Like with bacon, you turn, it's like a mid-level heat, but you get your, your bacon in your pan cold and it heats up and the grease, like, you know, starts to, and, uh, I saw her one day like cooking bacon. I was like, what in the hell are you doing? Like, what, why, why are you doing this? Um, and she's like, well, you said that, you know, if you're doing any kind of meat, you have to do it at high. T-. And I'm like, oh no, like <laughs> not at all. Like not with bacon. Um, you do that with sausage to get like a good crust on it, but not with bacon. Like you're going to, you're going to ruin it. Um, perfect example, perfect example of the better you are at something. And the more of that knowledge gap, you probably aren't communicating it well. I don't care if you're the best at it. I don't care. I literally don't care. I don't care if you're a financial advisor and everything that you do with money, like everything you touch turns to gold and you manage all your family's finances and all of that stuff. Um, I don't care. The better you are at it, you still probably haven't communicated enough. So you need to step back and detach and say, she went over budget here. She's not that dumb. She knows how money works. She surely can do addition and subtraction and know that 200 is greater than 150. Surely she can. Okay. I know she can. You haven't communicated the importance of staying under 150. Okay. Maybe you haven't wanted her to worry about the finances. So you told her, Hey, we're doing good. We're doing really good this year, but let's keep it to, to 150. Okay. You should be honest with your wife, but maybe you're doing okay. You just, there's, it's tight. All right. You've told her that you're doing okay, you know, and, but she thinks that things are okay. And so she spends 50 extra dollars on you for Christmas. You didn't communicate. All right. I don't care how good you are at it. I don't care. You may be the smartest person ever listening to this podcast. All right. I don't care how good you are. You still need to detach and make sure that you've communicated that to other people. Okay. I think I'm good. Uh, this is a 30 minute episode. I think I've kind of highlighted how this has helped me in my marriage. I, again, I'm not incredibly good at it. I'm not incredibly good at it. And the way that I use it is kind of, uh, it's, it's much more on the ego thing. Uh, when I, when I feel my ego starting to flare up, um, that's when I confront myself with it. Do you think she's that mean? Do you really think she's that mean? Do you really think she would just do that to piss you off? No, no, she would. I know she wouldn't. Okay. I know she wouldn't. So you have missed something. You have done something to make this happen. Unless you think she is just 100% that ignorant, that mean, that dumb, which would be an asshole thing to think about your wife. You have missed something. So detach, take a step back, ask some questions of yourself first. Ask some questions of your wife and then proceed in a calm manner. Okay. This is, this is so incredibly important. I cannot tell you how important it is. I can't tell you how bad I am <laughs> at it. Um, it is, it is simple. It is not easy. Okay. It is simple. It is not easy, which is why you should find every opportunity to do it. I don't care. Listen, guys, I, 
I have, I don't get into arguments much anymore, especially not on Twitter. I haven't even been on Twitter in months, but um, I used to argue with just everybody, argue with a fence post because I enjoyed it. Um, I don't really do that anymore. I kind of have a rule of if they care about it more than I do, I just don't engage at all. Um, but find every little opportunity that you can to detach. Okay. The moment you, you feel somebody, uh, what is, what is something that I, I just love? People say, uh, oh yeah, diet, diet. Uh, diet sodas are just as bad as regular sodas for your, for your health. That emotionally fires me up. Like it just does because, and this is one area to where they just are that wrong. Detach, step back, ask them a question. Well, why do you think that? You know what, what really, what, what, what's in them? Like, what do you, do you know what's in them? Well, aspartame is terrible. Huh? How much aspartame is in that? And they look at it and it's sure close. It's not, doesn't even have aspartame in it. Like, like, just something like that of detach, step back and stay and saying, yeah, you're an idiot or even walking away. Like I'll do this thing where I walk away in my head and I'm like, they're an idiot. And I just walk away. No, step back, detach, ask them a question, ask them an honest question, let your emotions down, practice this in any, in any way that you can practice detachment. I'm not telling you to go in to get into arguments about diet drinks, exactly the opposite. I'm saying once you find anything that irritates you like that, Find a way to detach about it, and then especially in your marriage, um, anything, anything, okay? Uh, where are we going to go to eat? About the fourth, I don't know, okay? I'm ready to throw hands, all right? Um, about the fourth, I don't know, I'm frustrated. <laughs> I'm very frustrated. Take a step back. Well, what did you have for lunch today? Oh, I had pizza. Okay, so that means we're probably not going to go eat pizza. If she hasn't already said that, oh yeah, well, man, I, I don't know. Um, what about Mexican? You know, you like some Mexican food? Yeah, but I don't like any. You see what I'm doing here? Take a step back instead of getting frustrated, whatever it might be. Find any way that you can to detach, and do that and practice it. It is not easy, but it's simple. It's incredibly simple. You are not the smartest person in the world. You are not the most disciplined person in the world. You are not the nicest person in the world. You're definitely not the best communicator. Talking to myself here. Okay? So when you get into arguments with your wife, you shouldn't be getting into arguments. When you get into discussions with your wife, when you get into negative discussions with your wife, constructive discussions, when you feel that she's wronged you in some way and that there is something that needs to be fixed, when you get into those spots with your wife, take a step back. Ask what you've done wrong. Ask of yourself what you have done wrong. Tell yourself, I'm not the smartest person in the world. I'm not. I'm not even sure that I'm smarter than her. You're probably not. Okay. Um, you're definitely not nicer than her. <laughs> you're definitely not more compassionate than she is. Uh, you're definitely not more selfless than she is. A lot of you probably don't communicate as well as your wife's do. Um, I guarantee you, you're probably not as selfless as your wife is. Um, just en masse. Um yeah, you're probably not as emotionally in tune as your wife is. So take a step back and say, what have I done to get myself in this position? And then move forward. Guys, that's all I've got for you today. A little 35-minute episode. I'm going to go make me some dinner, uh, find a warm bed, and go to sleep. Uh, it's been a rough week, but we're getting after it, guys. Uh, stay after it. Detach. Uh, listen to the Sunday series of The Purpose Podcast. Go follow me at the underscore purpose podcast, share the show. Um, 
really if you feel like you get value out of it i don't run ads i'm taking a kind of a page out of andy frazella's book but if you if if you get any value out of it i literally like it is free like you're giving me your time to listen if you think that you've got something worth more than your time go share the show that's all i need uh that's all i need to to make this um to achieve my purpose for this podcast so anyway guys we'll holler at you later thanks